Hi there and welcome to the Sports Fans TV Cricket Fan Show. Um, my name's Steve. I am the cricket guy at Sports Fans TV. Uh, just a quick show just to run through the England versus West Indies, West Indies versus England first test in Antigua, um, which had quite a few points of interest, I think, and is certainly worth having a bit of a dive into. So a bit of a summary. England won the toss and, and had a bat. Um, in the last show, uh, I called the team right, uh, as what England went with. I thought Overton would and Wokes would be the seam attack with Leach, and that was right. I thought the top six largely picked themselves, with Lawrence being preferred over Pope in the warm-up games. So England went with Lees and Crawley opening, Lees making his debut. Root, Lawrence, Stokes, Bairstow as the rest of the top six. Ben Folks with the gloves batting at seven, um, and then Wokes, Overton, Wood in, in this pace department seam department um, and Leach as the spinner. Um, England had a uh, had won the toss and had a bat and they made 311 in the first innings. They had a pretty poor start and again Root was in obviously he's now in at first wicket down with 12 on the board um, and um, and England were at 1.48 for four. Stokes came in um, somewhat steadied the ship and batted with Bairstow and indeed it's Johnny Bairstow really made the difference. He scored 140 out of that 311 and gave England a, a platform in the game from, from which all, all results were still possible. West Indies had a bat and they got a much better start. They uh, 83 for the first wicket and I think that's their first 50 opening partnership for some time. Dairy innings, which obviously gave them a 60-odd lead, was anchored by a 355 ball, 123 from Nkrumah Bonner, um, who, batting in the middle order, batted, you know, kind of patiently and just accumulated his runs. And and the West Indies really, you know, batted very well in that, in that innings. By this stage of the game, I think the pitch was already showing its signs. It wasn't doing a great deal. There wasn't a lot in it for the pacemen, um, and there wasn't a huge amount in it for the spinners either. So so a batting wicket, but one that was a bit slow and a bit docile. Um, the, uh, uh, and the, the West Indies innings, so I say 375, but it took 157 overs versus England, batted for about 100 overs. So a very long session in the field, and half as much Bowling again for the England attack. Leach bowled over 40 overs in that innings, taking two for 79 um, and, and showed a, 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 you know, an element of control that perhaps we don't always associate with Jack Leach. So that's pretty good going. Um, Stokes bowled 28 overs. He took two for 42. But that, for me, was the beginnings of a, of a warning sign. And that was largely he bowled so much, I think, because Mark Woods, um, after he bowled 17 overs and then really could take no further part in the test with an elbow injury that looks quite serious and looks like it's going to keep him out for the rest of the tour. England, of course, will be having horrible flashbacks to Joffrey Archer, who had a, a, an elbow injury, turned out to be a fracture or stress fracture, which requires, required an awfully long time out of the game. And England will be hoping that Wood, who particularly himself has already had large chunks of his career out of the game with ankle injuries and so on, um, that this isn't a long run, a long term injury. But it doesn't sound good. He can't straighten his arm, I understand, and it's swollen. So, not not a good state of affairs for Mark Wood. And, and on on the field, the impact there, of course, was that the overs had to be picked up by the other bowlers. And when you've only gone in with four bowlers plus Stokes, um, that obviously means that's quite a lot of bowling for everybody else. So it's just as well England had Leach, who could bowl for. Quite a long spell, very long spell, 43 overs. Okay, so England were behind the, the turn in a match, um, but in the second innings, they batted excellently, actually. 349 for six declared, um, hundreds for Crawley and Root, and they both looked apart. Um, a partnership of 201 runs between them, that's really, that's that's a great sign for England that, that they can they can put on that sort of partnership. Um, 
once he got into the fifth day, it was a bit of a thrash from England. Um, they were really trying to accelerate. I particularly enjoyed Lawrence's innings. He scored 37 in 36 balls. I thought he looked really good. He was clearly going for it. And, and I don't think he can be um, criticised for getting out in the way he did. It wasn't a normal kind of first innings builder, builder score kind of test match. And he, he looked, looked very good. Um, and I thought he deserved a 50. Uh, in terms of the West Indies bowling, England really put them all into Permall, the West Indies spinner. He went for 64 of his 12 overs and England really liked the look of him. They, you know, so going for nearly a run of ball. Um, and, uh, and there were times in that where he looked like he was very easy pickings. He started to bowl very wide outside leg stump as a way of just trying to, to contain the run rate, really, and, and have people back on, on the sweep. Um, and it worked to some extent, but he really looked like he was just working through overs rather than he was going to be any sort of threat whatsoever. Um, and I think that's possibly a, a selection conundrum for the West Indies going into the next test, because I would have to say Pomor did not have a good game, even though he got some runs, but he batting at 11, that's not really the point. Um, England also got after Jaden Seals a little bit, and he went for 57 off his 13 overs. Maybe he was a, a victim of the the fifth day thrash a little, um, but again, that might be a little question mark that the West Indies selectors will have to think about as they draw, as they draw up their team for the next, next game. Um, West Indies then on the fifth day had two sessions to bat. I had about 80 odd overs, I think. Um, and they, um, and they batted out for the draw 147 for four in 70 overs. So they weren't, um, they weren't going about it at any pace. Bonner again, top scored. He got 38 in 138 balls and holder 37 in 101 balls. Um, so they batted, batted long, batted um, deep into the game. And, um, and I, there's some discussion on, on the TV here, Carlos Brathwaite, suggesting that England were a bit disrespectful to the West Indies for not shaking hands on a draw much earlier um, and actually taking it to where there, there weren't enough balls left to take the wickets. I don't know. I think this is a, this is a game of, of cricket. Anything could happen. Um, you could take a couple of quick wickets and, and you know, you get one, you can get two, you can get three. And suddenly there's a bit of panic stations and, and, and the West Indies have got a very long tail. I don't think that was disrespectful. I just think that was, that's just sport. I, I, I wouldn't, I don't hold with that at all. Um, in the field in, in the West Indies fifth inning, so England obviously without Woods, Leach opened the bowling, which is is a, a tactic which is you know is sometimes worth doing, um, and so it sometimes happens in, in in India and places like that and in Sri Lanka where it makes sense to open with your spinners. I don't think I've ever come across it in the West Indies before, but Leach bowled pretty well. He took um, three wickets for fifty seven. Uh, going at less than two and over, so he was tight, and he was and he was taking wickets. I don't think England's failure to win the game was because Leach didn't spin them out. I think it was probably because England were a bowler short, and on a pitch which was very docile, that bowler being the fastest, the ninety mile an hour guy probably meant that it was always going to be a batting draw. So verdict overall for the England team in this first game of the the so-called reset. Well, batting. Let, let's say Lees, he got six and four on his debut. He was LBW to Kimai Roach in each innings. Now, Kimai Roach has got out some very good players. There's no great um, disgrace being out to Kimai Roach early in an innings when he's getting the ball to move around with a new ball. Um, I say we give Lees a chance and don't, um, don't, don't worry too much about it for now. He's got to be given all three tests in this series just to see how he, how he gets on. Let's see how he responds to getting out the same way to the same bowler um, in the next test. What's he going to do in the nets with the coaches? What's he going to do? what's he going to do with the analysts how is he going to work to make sure that doesn't happen again um and uh, and, and how's he going to going to adapt his game to to what's being asked of him at test cricket he's an experienced player i'm sure he's got it in him so let's hope he comes back strong in the next test crawley 
the other opener route at three, Besto at six, all did very well. I thought Lawrence looked pretty good in this game as well, and and um, and didn't let anybody down. I thought he he did he did fine, and Stokes as well. He was fine and and certainly steadied England's innings in his first knock. Um, the top six then as a group, I think, did pretty well. Folks also contributed. He got a forty in the first innings, uh, and uh, and did did pretty well. I mean, there were a few four buys and three buys in, in, in the two innings. So he'll be disappointed that he let some through him. Um, but uh, but again, he, he kept for uh, to an awful lot of of, uh, of spin in this game. And I think he did pretty well behind the stumps. In terms of the bowling, Leach, good. He was given responsibility. He kept it tight when he needed to. And he also took wickets across the game. I don't think we, Leach did anything wrong in this game. And I think England could be pretty pleased with his contribution. Mark Wood sadly looks to be out of the series. And as I say, his pace would have definitely made a difference on day five. Or at least I think it would have made a difference on day five. And without him, England looked a bit one-paced in terms of the seam attack. So it takes us on to Wokes and Overton. Um, interesting to note that Ben Stokes was given more overs in the fourth innings than either of these two guys. Um, and I don't think that's a particularly good sign. So the question is, do we stick with both of these guys in Barbados? I think the answer is we probably stick with one, with Mark Wood being out. I don't think you want to change your entire pace attack from one test to the next. But um, but it's certainly possible. For me, um, Wokes probably gets the nod again because of his experience and because of the fact that he can comfortably bat at eight. Overton, I'm less sure about. I'm less sure about him batting eight in a test match, and I'm and I'm less. He obviously has less of a record to fall back on with the ball, so I think possibly Overton misses out. I think it's a good opportunity to try Mahmood and perhaps Fisher. Um, this is a this is a reset tour after all, and with all due respect to the West Indies, that doesn't mean England can't rotate players and and, tr and try some new players out in the test arena to see how they get on. Um, if they both played, that would weaken the batting a wee bit, but I think it's not necessarily a bad idea. So. With the reset, a decent start, and there's a few things to note as well. Um, one of the things that's interesting in this, a few little signs that this is a slightly different team. Root was fielding at mid-off and talking to his bowlers during the game. Now, that's an interesting change. Root's always pretty much stuck himself at slip next to Butler um, and largely let the bowlers do their own thing, um, particularly... I'm going to say the words, Broad and Anderson. Um, uh, and I think the idea of Root fielding at mid-off with, with Jimmy and Broad and telling them what to do is, was, or, or at least, you know, being being in their ear a little bit um, isn't something he would have done. So I suspect this is a, a conscious change that they felt couldn't happen with Broad and Anderson in the side. Um, also, you know, some other things, the responsibility was spread around a little more. Jack Leach, I believe, gave a team talk on one of the days and, and led led that. Crawley also led a huddle. I think he was in the one where they were celebrating Bersto's 100. And Bersto also, before the game, was asked to present the cap to Lees, who he would have played uh, with uh, in Lees' former days at Yorkshire before he moved to Durham. So a little bit more of, of a kind of spreading around and slight change from route. Um, post-Broad and Anderson era, maybe post-Butler era as well, if you think about Root and his fielding position. And I thought that was quite interesting and certainly something to watch. I think those all, they're all reasonably positive changes and, and good things, and let's hope we can build on those. But one thing where Root definitely still needs work, he is, is a terrible reviewer. Um, maybe he relies or over-relied on Butler before. He hasn't obviously got Butler now to do that. Um, and maybe this is something that folks needs to help with as well. But between Root, particularly and maybe folks and maybe 
other people, maybe Stokes and whatever, you're going to be fielding in the slipcord and analysts have got to work with them. They've got to start to think about re- making the most of the reviews. England left some wickets on, on, on the pitch because of because of reviews um, in the fifth on the fifth day, which could have potentially made a difference. Um, so I five is anything. Roots batting is obviously terrific, but it's really so he doesn't need, you know, yeah, he needs to keep in, in, in Nick in the nets, but I think he needs to be spending his thinking time thinking about how he reviews in the um um, in the field and the final thing to say is the pitch was a bit of a pudding um, was a difficult game on which to force a result it didn't get more more spicy as the game went on if anything it got less spicy um, and um, and so therefore a draw actually considering that nobody absolutely dropped the ball as it were failed in the first half of the game and both teams scored 300 plus um, it was always likely to be a um, likely to be a draw of this game but you know all results were possible going into the fifth day and I suppose that's not so bad uh, perhaps just needs a little bit more in it to make it a bit more of a, of, a, of a competition in the fifth day. So turning to the next test in Barbados, which will be upon us very soon. Um, I think the uh, the top seven choose themselves for England. Lees, Crawley, Root, Lawrence, Stokes, Bairstow, Folks. I think they're absolutely nailed on as a top seven. Leach will definitely play as the spinner. I think that's a given. He did very well in that last test. So that just leaves us with... Um, uh, with the pace attack so as I say I think Wokes probably retains his place uh, I know that's it kind of feels like a bit of a by default because of his ability to bat at eight and his experience but we do need some experience in the in the in the pace attack um, and, I, and I think he will should be asked to step up in the way that we've spoken about Leach and Crawley and Bairstow were asked to step up I think Wokes needs to be asked to step up if he isn't already and I think he, he should stay and he should bat at eight so that leaves two pace positions well then um, what what is what is Barbados well it's a bit quicker and it's a bit bouncier it can be good to bat on it can be good to get runs on but there's a bit in it for for a bowler so if he is fit I would probably play Robinson I have my reservations about Robinson in the test team because of his fragile um you know, physicality. He seems to get injured a lot. He seems to struggle in the back end of, of matches. Um, I think if he'd been in the field for 157 overs in the first time round, I'm, I'm wondering how effective he would have been in the second innings when England had to bowl um, to try to win a game. Um, but nonetheless, I think the conditions might suit him in, uh, in, in Barbados with a bit more bounce with his height. Um, if he's not fit, if they don't think he's fit, and I understand he was bowling off his full run up in, in the nets and, and kind of, I guess, signalling to the coaches that he's ready to play, then I would probably look to give Fisher a, a, a debut in his stead. Fisher, again, he's, he's a, you know, described as a, as a lanky bowler and, and one that hopefully could get a bit of bit of bounce from a bit of height um, and let's see what he brings to the table. It may be a consideration anyway, but I think just because Robinson has done well when he's been able to stay fit, stay on the pitch, I would probably give Robinson a go. And then finally, with no Mark Wood, the next quickest bowler in the squad is Sakib Mahmood, and I think he surely has to play. If not now, when? Um, he, he's the guy that can get it up to 90 miles an hour. He can reverse swing an old ball. Um, so I think for me, Mahmood has to play. Um, Mahmood, so Rokes at eight, Robinson nine, Mahmood 10, Leach 11. That's a slightly longer tail than you would probably like. That's probably three number 10s there rather than any any number nines. Um but uh, but I don't think that's the, the main concern. I think this England top seven have shown they can score runs against the West Indies attack. Um, for the West Indies, I think Pamor was possibly um, on a on a on a sugly peg, as we say in Scotland, as he's unlikely to be selected for the next game. Um, I would imagine the big man Raheem Cornwall will come back in. Um, he can bat a little as well, so he can bat a little higher. Um, and in fact, if if the West Indies are going to go with with the what, holder at six and the silver at seven and what have you, having Cornwall coming in at eight is probably not a bad idea. Uh, would strengthen and they're batting a little, the lower order batting a little too. 
Otherwise, I thought the West Indies team was fine. Campbell is as an opening bat. I mean, he averages in the twenties in Test cricket. Um, he's not alone in that in the, in recent years, but he he's, he doesn't strike me as being somebody who's who's ever going to do anything great in, at, at Test level. Um, but he's probably fine, and the rest of the batting lineup was basically fine too. Um, so the West Indies um, again. Seals probably retains his, his place. Uh, that I think he's a young bowler. They, they probably want to give him another go. But again, there's possibly an option for um, for a different placeman for Seals. Obviously, I'm not party to any um, any fitness or, or, or weariness that the West Indies fast bowlers. They may need to rotate for those purposes as well, of course. But um, I think the West Indies team will be largely the same, probably with a change of spinner. The England team largely the same, but with a bit of a different pace attack when it gets to the bowling. So next test starts very soon. It will be upon us. Um, I'm looking forward very much to seeing how England get on. Let me know what you think. Do you think the team should remain roughly the same? Would you bring Robinson back in or do you think it's time to give Fisher a go? Surely we all agree that Mahmood has to play. If anyone doesn't think that, please let me know and tell me your, and explain your workings because I'm sure he, he has to play. Um, uh, there's talk that Norwell, the, the, the Warwickshire bowler, will, will be flown out to join and and he may well, but I would say with if you're going to select Fisher and Mahmood for the, um, for the test squad in the first place, you should give them a game at least before you call anybody else up. So um, it should be a fascinating game. Little, I think it's more of a result pitch in Barbados. I'm feeling quite confident that England can get on top in this series. Um, uh, so I'm going to go for an England win in Barbados. Would be my is is, is what I'm where I'm pitching. Um, we'll see. Let me know what you think. I'm sure there are some West Indies fans out there who think that's absolutely crazy. So please let me know. So follow us on Twitter at SFTV underscore cricket um, and give us some comments there. Or, of course, you can follow us and like us and subscribe to us in all the usual places, podcast and indeed on YouTube. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next time on Sports Fans TV Cricket Fan Show. And that's me, Steve, signing off. Thank you.